What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Holy moly, you guys. This episode is sponsored by Mira, the only tracker that measures your actual fertility, hormone concentrations, and your unique hormone curve. Use promo code LAM50, L-A-M-5-0 to get $50 off when you order online. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Jocelyn June on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Jocelyn, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you would like with your story. All righty. Well, I am from Michigan. Um, I am adopted from Guatemala. Um, My parents uh, had a daughter previous to me, and she had passed away. But a couple years later after that, they still wanted a child and they weren't able to have one of their own. So they adopted and um, I'm so thankful that they did. I got a second chance at life, you know, and I'm really grateful for the life I have. And they've gone through a lot. So when I had miscarried, uh, they already kind of knew the feeling of losing a child. So it's nice having um, people know what it's like to go through losing a close one or loss of a, a child. They've really helped me out a lot. So yeah, so my mom, she went to school with my husband's grandmother. Uh, there's actually a group of girls. Uh, they go on a trip uh, every year. They uh, went to Tennessee this year. Um, so my mom has always pretty much known my husband uh, ever since he was born. Uh, And then also my dad and my husband's dad used to work together. So my husband and I have always known each other. We didn't really start like dating uh, um, until I was in eighth grade. So ever since eighth grade till now, we have been together. We're kind of like, I guess, like high school sweethearts, but we went to different schools. We were like a good 45 minutes away, Um, but we made it work. And I kind of knew back then that I think he's the one. And I guess when you know, you know. Um, And yeah, so he proposed to me when I was fairly young. Uh, That might sound silly, but he actually proposed to me my junior year of high school. Clearly, our family would never let that happen. Like right away when we were of age, get married. Um, but we waited, uh, and we actually got married last year, June 30th. And yeah, it was like the hottest day of the year, but it was awesome. Um, but even when my husband and I were just dating, we have always thought about having a family like, Oh, if we have a child, then, uh, you know, what are we going to name our child? How are we going to because we're both very sentimental people. So we want to include like special names. So we have them picked out just in just in case we have them aside. But in May, uh, not in May, actually a couple months before May, so I want to say like March, we had 
seriously sat down and talked about, you know, starting a family. Um, and then we were just like, you know, right now is the right time. You know, we're, we're good on our financials and we just, you know, want to start a family. So in May, um, the very end of May, I got off my birth control. I didn't go to a doctor or anything. I just kind of wanted it to run its course and see um, how things went. Uh, so I got off my birth control in May um, and I was feeling in the beginning of July, like very nauseous, you know, the, the normal symptoms. So I took a pregnancy test and um, I took two pregnancy tests. They were positive. I found out July 24th and it was, I was so excited. I was pretty much jumping for joy. Um, it was just really hitting me like, oh my goodness, like I'm really pregnant. Like there is something inside of me. I just, I can't, I can't really describe the feeling. I was just so excited. And my husband <laughs> at first, he was like so shocked. Like he looked like deer in the headlights. Like, like he was just sitting on the couch. I was looking at him in the living room. I'm like jumping for joy. And he was like, just like blank. <laughs> and, um, but when he got out of that, he was excited. So yeah, so we found out July 24th. And then I wanted to be sure that I was really pregnant before I go around telling um, my parents, just in case if the pregnancy tests were um, not really working, if they were like defective, because I think like that, like I'm an overthinker. So I ended up going to my local hospital and took their pregnancy tests and they confirmed that I was pregnant. They said at that time I was around four weeks. So I right away uh, got really excited again and downloaded like four different pregnancy apps on my phone. Um, so I would check on them like all the time, like throughout the day, just like, oh, my baby is the size of this or the size of that. And um, so yeah, I was just so excited. Um, we, I always wanted to surprise my parents, uh, and I had always told them, if I get pregnant, I'm going to surprise you. So um, we did. I, uh, at the time, we had a friend of ours um, come over, and um, I was like, hey, I got this sign, and it says, because we have a dog, it says my parents are getting me a human. Um, so we wrote that on the sign, and this picture of my husband and I and our dog. Um, and so I had got it developed. I kept a copy for myself and then uh, one for my parents. Uh, we went over to their house. I got it all on video. I was ready. Um, I put the gift. We put it in like a gift bag and put it on their front door. And um, my husband and I were like so nervous. And um, I said to my parents, I'm like, hey, I think someone's a gift on your front door. I don't know who it's from, but when we drove by, we saw it. So we um, told my parents and they were excited. My dad was really excited. Um, he loves kids. My mom was super excited and yeah, it was just an exciting moment. I'm so happy I got to capture it too on video. So yeah, so then we end up telling my husband's family. Um, we don't necessarily talk to them often. Um, 
you know, family drama, but that's okay. Um, but we had told them right after we had told my parents, like, that same day. So, yeah, so they were excited. They were happy. Um, and then everyone would keep asking, well, how are you feeling? Are you tired? What are you craving? I, and I don't know why, I just was craving tomatoes like no other. Just, I wanted tomatoes. My mom, she would have the tomatoes. Uh, she, we went out one day and she's like, well, let's go to uh, this store and find some tomatoes. And didn't have any. So we went to like two different stores um, and finally got my tomatoes. I just was so addicted to tomatoes. And like I said, my mom was so excited. We went shopping. We got myself a couple of maternity tops, uh, a bunch of baby clothes. We were really, really um, excited and just just the feelings. Like my, I'm an only child, so and I only want one child. And there's nothing wrong with people who want like a big family. It's just my personal uh, self. I just really want one child. Um, I think maybe it's just because I'm an only child. But so yeah, so we wanted to always keep it a surprise what we were having. Um, I never wanted to know the gender. So most of the baby clothes that we got were unisex, uh, neutral colors. Um, and I always wanted to do like a zoo animal theme. So we wanted to keep everything as neutral as possible. And when I found out I was pregnant and we told my parents and stuff like that, um, we actually had to wait two weeks to tell my parents because I didn't get the picture taken care of right away, but I really wanted that done. Um, then we had like family gathering. So, so yeah, so I was like, I actually was five weeks when we told my parents, uh, just turns out when we went to the hospital and they said you were four weeks, I was actually three weeks. So, but yeah, um, right away, my husband and I went grocery shopping. I uh, got all the vitamins I needed, got all of, uh, you know, our, bunch of different food, like healthier foods. I was, I was in it. I was determined to make this pregnancy work. Um, I did everything that, you know, the internet, the books, the magazines said. So yeah, I changed my diet like instantly. Um, I was, I was ready. Sorry to interrupt this episode, you guys, but we have a little message from our sponsor, Mira. So how does Mira help to track ovulation? Unlike other fertility trackers, Mira measures actual fertility hormone concentrations with 99% accuracy. By tracking your unique hormone levels throughout your cycle, Mira learns your cycle to personalize your ovulation prediction. Because Mira analyzes your actual hormone levels, it gives accurate insights on fertile window for those with irregular cycles and PCOS. Mira app synchronizes automatically and eliminates manual charting. In addition to LH Hormone, Mira is the next step in women's health tracking and analysis. Designed to be expandable, the Mira system will offer more at-home health tracking in the future. Mira will measure multiple women's hormones such as estrogen, progesterone, FSH, and HCG, all with the current analyzer. Mira will help you to achieve your fertility goal regardless if it is trying to conceive, learning your cycles, or trying to avoid. Order Mirror Starter Kit online on mirrorcare.com with promo code LAM50LAM50 and get $50 off. 
The Mirror Fertility Analyzer and app take the guesswork and stress out of ovulation tracking. Don't forget to order today with the exclusive promo code LAM50, L-A-M-50. A big thank you to those of you supporting our sponsor as it allows me to continue to provide this platform to us all for free. As always, this sponsor will be linked in the description of this episode. Now let's get back to it. But uh, I started to feel some pain, um, like on my lower belly type area. Um, so I had called the OBGYN office, which I at the time had already um, made my appointment, my first eight week appointment, like right after. Um, it was confirmed I was pregnant through the hospital. So I made that appointment right away, but I had to call them and um, I just told them I'm feeling this sharp pain. And it was like a shocking pain, but I was not spotting. There was no bleeding, no nothing. It was just just this weird shocking pain. Um, and it wasn't like a, a cramp at all. And at first she said, don't worry about it. Um, I'm sure it's nothing. It's fine. You know, keep an eye on it. If you start spotting, let us know. And I was like, okay, all right. So I went out about my day and visited with my mom for a little bit, came back home, and I saw I had a voicemail on our house phone. So I answered it, and turns out the receptionist ended up telling um, a nurse that uh, like about my story and how I was feeling like these shocking pains and so a nurse ended up calling me and said well we want you to come in like today like within the next couple of hours like you need to get over here soon I want to check your HCG levels uh, and if they're high then we might have to do an ultrasound today and I was like whoa and at that moment I would have never been so scared in my life. Like I, my heart dropped. I didn't know what was wrong. I, everything happened so fast. They didn't give me a whole lot of detail. Just, we want you here right away. So I told them, okay, that's fine. But can I get a hold of my husband who was at work? Um, can I get a hold of him? Because I, if I needed to get this ultrasound done, I don't want him to miss it. And I know that he would be pretty heartbroken if he missed it. So she was like, yeah, but you need to hurry because we want to get this uh, taken care of right away. And I said, okay. Well, I tried calling my husband's work and we had both told our our bosses, uh, well, I didn't tell my boss, but he told his boss that um, I was pregnant. He told his friends, his work friends. Uh, he was just really excited about it. So everyone at his work knew. Um, I worked in childcare, so I was a preschool assistant teacher. So I told the lead teacher, um, hey, I'm pregnant because if I don't feel good, I've been feeling nauseous and here's why. Um, and I'm sure she'd find out anyways, because like I said, we work in childcare, like we work with kids all the time. So um, anyways, I tried calling his work and no one could get through to his building. And I tried calling his cell phone, I tried calling the building's phone, no one could get a, get a hold of, the, of anyone at his building. Um, I had to call them like a good four times in the main building. Eventually, um, the front desk uh, lady that was working that day had got a hold of my husband's supervisor. And 
my husband and the supervisor didn't exactly get along. So uh, I knew that when she said, oh yeah, I got a hold of someone, I knew it was that guy, that supervisor um, who just does not like my husband for whatever reason. And so I never got a call. She said that, okay, I got a hold of someone, uh, he'll give you a call in a little bit. I said, okay, I never got a call. And I told um, my mom, because uh, I was freaking out, gave her the rundown. And uh, I was like, I need to go to his work because I know he didn't give my husband this phone call. So I called the um, OBGYN office and I said, okay, hey, I'll be there at this time. I think it was like, I had to be there at two o'clock to get this blood work done at a hospital. And then um, I was supposed to have an appointment like an hour later at the OBGYN office for the ultrasound. So I already planned that. I hopped in my car, drove to his work, and I go into his work and I just look at him and I just start crying. Like I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. And I said, didn't anyone tell you that I had an emergency phone call? The supervisor never told him that I had an emergency phone call and he knew it was from me. And so my husband had no idea what was going on. No one told him anything. I said, well, we need to go because this is kind of serious. I don't know what's going on and we might have to do an ultrasound today. So he just punched out and told um, the human resources guy, he just so happened to be in the building, said, hey, I gotta go. Um, it's kind of like an emergency, I have to leave. And he's like, okay, uh, you know, let us know if anything happens. So we went, um, I got my blood levels done. I And that's the thing is I never uh, was told what my levels were, but they were high. So I had to get that ultrasound done. Got it done, uh, they did, the ultrasound and I remember looking at that screen and just this wave of emotion I was happy I was sad I didn't know what was going on I wanted to cry but I kind of wanted to keep it together for my husband um, I was going through a lot and so when I saw my baby on that screen I just I was just so happy but there was no heartbeat uh, but she said that was fine that I was um, cause at that time I was only six weeks. She said, you know, that's kind of normal. We'll try again next week. So, okay. So we came home. I was still having the sharp pains though. And I was supposed to have my follow-up appointment that next week. So I had to tell my boss, Hey, just to let you know, I'm pregnant. I am having some issues. Um, so I'm going to be needing to go to the hospital, um, uh, like two different days next week. I already have these appointments made. So I'm just letting you know. And she said, okay, that's fine. You know, just letting you know if you ever need anyone to talk to, you know, just let me know. Give me a text. We'll meet in the office and we could talk. Because um, I guess that she had gone through some hard things too um, and lost a child before she had her two children. And so I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's so nice. Like I started to cry a little bit. I'm like, thank you. Um, you know, that was really nice of her to do. So uh, I had my appointment coming up. It was on a Thursday, I want to say. Yes. Yeah, no, it was on a Wednesday. It was on a Wednesday. Um, and I went in for my appointment. I did another ultrasound. 
Um, and I just looked at that screen and I knew something was different. The, the baby I saw last week looks nothing like the baby I see now. And so the ultrasound tech said, yeah, you know, um, unfortunately you had lost your baby. And I just, I was in such shock and I didn't even cry right away. I just, I just froze. I froze. Uh, you know, it was really hard. Uh, it's, my first time being pregnant uh, and losing my child, it was really sad. So anyways, we get done with the ultrasound and then I had to go um, talk to uh, the doctor. And so um, she was nice right off the bat. She she gave me a big hug when she came in. Um, she's very sweet, you know, she gave me the rundown on, uh, you know, it's not your fault. Um, this is what we can do next time if you plan to. and. Um, she gave me my options. Uh, she's like, you know, you can let it pass. We can give you this pill or you can do uh, a DNC. And I did the DNC. And before we went in for the DNC, because this was on a Wednesday and I get didn't get my DNC done until a Friday, that Friday. I think it was like Thursday. I was like, well, you know, do I really want a DNC? I mean... I don't know. It just seems so crazy. Like I just, I felt like at the time I felt it would have been best to go with, um, just letting it right out. But then again, I don't know if my husband would, I don't know how he would handle it. Um, so I did the DNC and actually, uh, it was August 23rd that Friday and, uh, it was actually supposed to be that date was actually supposed to be my first eight-week appointment, and also it was my husband's birthday. So, yeah, so I went in for my DNC, and right when I woke up, um, you know, after the procedure, I I woke up, and within a split second, I just started crying. I knew I knew that it happened, and heard a baby crying, too, uh, from somewhere in the recovery room. And the nurse, uh, he was so nice. He, he's like, you know, my wife and I have gone through this too. You know, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, and then I was like, you know, just so devastated. And he uh, was able to ask the lady that was in the recovery room, um, you know, could you, you know, kind of move away? Um, we have a lady in here that just lost her baby. She's in recovery. So he was able to, uh, you know, I politely asked that lady to, to leave the room for a little bit, uh, with her child, because I just, I just could not take it. I just was just so shocked and heartbroken. I just couldn't take it. So my mom and my husband came, uh, into the recovery room and, um, uh, yeah, I just was just really heartbroken and I felt extra bad too because it was also my husband's birthday and it's not the first birthday he's lost someone. Um, quite a few years back he had lost his grandmother and he, on his birthday was her funeral. So um, yeah he's not he doesn't have good birthdays. <laughs> so yeah so I came home um, but before we went in for a DNC on that Thursday I was on the couch with my husband. I said, I feel like we need to give this baby a name. You know, I feel like it would help me a lot. And, you know, it'd be nice to, to just give the baby a name. And so we did. 
Um, we named our baby Riley Lee, June. Um, so Riley, uh, that's how we refer to our baby. And I feel like it helped him too. Uh, I just, I don't know, just like having a name, it, it changed a lot for us. I'm happy we did that, that we decided to do that. So after my DNC, there, there's no restrictions. They didn't give me any restrictions for anything. Um, so the next day after the DNC, our friends actually came over and it actually was so nice because they were the first ones that actually came over, like besides my parents. Um, but they were the other ones that came over and they took us out and kind of did like a little birthday dinner for my husband. Um, and you know that actually touched me a lot because we were already friends but it really um made me realize like how close we really are and i'm so grateful that they were there for us uh when we were going through this hard time because i just i didn't want to be at home alone in that moment i just i didn't i didn't want to be by myself and you know and i know my husband didn't either you know he needed someone to be there with him so they were able to kind of take us out and um you know kind of keep our mind at ease and uh so we did that but it also hurt the fact that we had told everyone everyone in the family on my side his side everyone knew that I was pregnant and then have to turn around and tell them you know we lost the baby you know and even now to this day I feel very cautious when I see like family friends or family I feel uh very stiff because it's like I don't know how I should talk to them I like it's not that I don't want them to bring up you know what had happened but it's just hard for me to talk about especially when I see someone I I love and you know care about uh you know I, I'd probably lose my emotions a little bit you know but uh yeah, it's just, it's hard, but it'll get better. It's what I tell myself. It'll get better. You'll be fine. Um, it's not going to stay like this forever. But I feel like another problem that we had went through was there's just some people that don't really know what to say after you lose your child. I feel like they don't really know what to say, so they say things that they think are the right things to say and I'm not mad at them for how they approach me and say these things to me after we lost Riley but um I just feel like the best thing that everyone could say is you know I'm sorry for your loss I'm here if you need to talk I I think that's how things should have been said because you know sometimes you know when after you lose your child or or even if you just lose anyone um, it's better to just say, I'm here if you need to talk or I'm here for you, uh, instead of trying to make things sound good, but then you end up making it worse. I don't know if that's just me. I yeah. just, I'm really touchy about it. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I just really, I don't know. I just really wish that people would understand, uh, you know, just I'm here if you need to talk. That's all you need to say. I think the worst thing someone said to me was, oh, so I hear you're expecting. I had to say, no, I'm, I'm not. I lost the baby in August. And she's like, oh, I could just cry for you. You know, and it's like, that 
doesn't help me none. That really doesn't. And that, that honestly kind of pissed me off. I, don't, I just feel like people just need to say, you know, I'm here for you. And, you know, I, and like I said, I am happy that, you know, people are there for me and that, you know, they did say something and sorry about your loss. It's not that I'm not happy about it. It's just, you know, just certain, certain ways you need to say things. I agree. So, yeah. So after we had lost Riley, uh, my husband and I kind of decided, uh, you know, with Christmas coming up, we kind of want to do just a Riley Christmas because we're actually going to Hawaii uh, in December for Christmas. So before we leave, we're going to do a Riley Christmas. And I think that'll be nice. I just, I think it, it's nice that we can do a little Christmas for Riley because I don't, I'm a big believer in like, uh, you know, like the afterlife. Like I just, I feel like Riley is with us always. Um, so I just don't want Riley to think that we didn't love him or her. Um, you know, like they're always going to be a part of us. So we're going to just do a Riley Christmas. Um, and then we're going to do something special next August 23rd. And yeah, so we're going to plan to do those. Um, my husband actually got a tattoo not too long ago, um, actually in October. He got a tattoo, a Riley tattoo, and it's got elephants and um, a little baby elephant that has a balloon. And it's like the pink and blue for uh, pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. Uh, so he did that and um, that was really cool uh, he loves it he shows it off all the time so yeah we're, we're doing the best that we can uh, you know after we lost Riley it's really hard my husband and I grieve completely different I'm one that wants to talk about it express my feelings cry it out you know uh, just express myself my husband likes to keep things in but it's different this time um, because Riley was ours. Um, you know, it's, it's it's just it's really hard for us to express how we feel in a way because I feel like there's a bigger connection with the mother and baby than it is with the father and baby uh, because they don't really understand. They don't go. They don't get to go through the um, uh, experience, the feelings, uh, the emotions. But I told my husband, I was like, you know, I understand that you're upset. I know you're upset. But I also need you to understand how I feel. Because a big piece of my life is gone. Oh, my God. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> um. But yeah, a big piece of my life is gone now, you know, and I just kind of want to talk about it, um, just to kind of open up and, you know, I just want you to know where I'm from, like where I'm coming from uh, on this situation, because it is um, really hard for me too. So, um, but we've been working on that, you know, and it, it is different for the father and um, mother, but um, you just kind of have to be open with your spouse, you know, and say, hey, you know, I understand you're upset, but, um, you know, we kind of need to talk about it. If you need to talk about it, then then tell them that you need to talk about it. 
you know, just kind of work together. You have to be a team in situations like this. Uh, you know, you have to support each other and hear the other person out. You know, you just need to be there for each other. So, yeah, so we're, um, yeah, we're trying to, we're trying our best to be as open about it. But um, I don't know. I just, I just, I really don't like showing my emotion towards like my parents and my husband because I always try to be so strong for them um and I I'm a very emotional person so when so when I feel sad or I feel upset in any type of way I start crying so I try to be as strong as possible for them but you know it's it's okay to not be okay it's okay to be sad and you know let your emotions come out you know it's okay to open up and you know it's you just talk it out if you if if you need to then you just need to talk it out Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I'm starting to learn too is I'm feeling upset I'm feeling um sad I'm mad at the world right now and I need to tell you you know I need to I need to cry so yeah so I I'm learning how to do that myself right now I'm learning how to open up but like I said it is really hard when you want to try to be the strong one in your marriage Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like you've already kind of answered this question, but I always ask if you've had, if you have one piece of advice for somebody listening, what would it be? Um, to grieve however you feel is best. Uh, you know, how you choose to grieve is up to you. Don't let anyone think that you should grieve differently because I feel like this is just my personal experience and opinion, but I've noticed that people don't talk about it uh, around me. And I almost feel like that kind of makes it worse because it seems like they didn't care. Um, And I'm not saying that they don't, but it's just how it looks to me. I just, I feel like people kind of expect me to go back to normal and, you know, go, uh, you know, go about life like how I was before or, um, you know, just to be how I was. And that's not how, that's not how it is. It's, you know, it's, it's the loss of your child. It doesn't matter if you're a day pregnant or so many months pregnant, that is your baby. And how you choose to grieve for your baby is up to you. And, what I did, like I said, I'm doing uh, Christmas for Riley. We're going to do a little birthday thing for Riley and my husband. And it might sound crazy, but it's what I chose to do. I actually painted our baby room. Um, I painted my bedroom at my parents' house twice. And I wanted to be able to say that I painted our child's room. So if I ever do have a long-term pregnancy uh, next time, hopefully, then it'll be done. And I could tell my child, hey, I painted your room. And if not, then it's always going to be Riley's room. It's always going to be a little memorial for Riley. You know, how you choose to move on, whatever helps, then go ahead and do it. Don't ever be afraid to. Don't ever be afraid to um, open up about your feelings. Tell your parents or your husband, you know, cousin, friends, how you really feel. Um, 
because if you express it, then they'll be able to maybe help you more or, um, you know, it'll be less awkward for them to to talk about it because I know people do feel like they don't know what to say in a bad situation. So if you just express how you feel, um, then it will help, you know, and they'll be there for you. So yeah, just, just don't be afraid to do what you feel is right. Yeah. Now, if somebody wants to reach out to you, is Instagram the best way? Instagram is the best way. Okay, awesome. I will link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much, Jocelyn, for hopping on and sharing your story. We all really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks. All right, keep me posted. I will. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest, so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.